Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're a 415er. 415er. You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast, officially the off-season 415ers podcast with Mark Grandy and Evan Giddings coming to you as always three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network at 95.7 The Game. Mark, my man, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Evan. Uh, happy Wednesday. Uh, a lot to sort through this episode, of course. Unfortunately, a lot of Niner quarterback injury news that we'll get into. Uh, it is the off-season, you're right, but it almost feels like it's busier than the regular season now, given everything that's happening. So I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing better than Brock Purdy. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. say that. But I, it is interesting to me how... So we're, we're recording this live on February 1st, Wednesday morning. And it's funny how Brock Purdy tearing his UCL, the official report coming out from Adam Schefter on... Tu- on a, pardon me. Yes, on Tuesday is not the biggest quarterback news of the day, Mark, or might not be the biggest quarterback news of the day in the larger scheme of things. It obviously is here in the Bay Area. This is what people care about. Um, but Tom Brady retired on the same day or the day after that uh, Brock Purdy reportedly tore his UCL. So there's a lot to dig into quarterback-wise, not only in the Bay Area, but of course around the league and uh, some quarterback news that is going to affect potentially what the Niners do this offseason, Mark. Yeah, I mean, you're starting quarterback who odds are was going to be your starter heading into 2023, Torres UCL, and there are questions around the the return to play timeline. We'll certainly dive into all of that, but it 
at the very least, Evan, regardless of when Purdy is able to play again, it throws a gigantic wrench into the team's offseason plans because I think they felt like they had their quarterback position, the Niners that is, relatively locked up. They didn't really have to worry about it that much. But then suddenly your starter uh, tears his UCL. Uh, Trey Lance, your other young guy, is in a walking boot, although he did say on Tuesday in the Niners locker room that he expects to have the boot off within a week and expects to be fully cleared for all football activity by the end of the month. So that's good news there as well. But again, at the very least, it throws a gigantic wrench into your offseason plans because before you can really address anything else, you need to address your quarterback position. And there are rumors flying, of course, all day Tuesday about Tom Brady and is he finally going to return to the Bay Area and right off into the sunset with the 49ers, try to win one more Super Bowl. And then, of course, really early Wednesday morning, he announces his retirement, quote, for good. Uh, which makes the Niners quarterback situation uh, maybe a little uh, a little more dark. You're not quite sure what they're going to do. So uh, a lot for the 49ers to, to kind of sort through. But it all starts with Brock Purdy's elbow and whether he needs surgery. And if he does need surgery, is it the full Tommy John or not? Because that will determine if he's able to play all of next year or perhaps miss the entire season. Yeah, and I do want to bookmark the Tom Brady thing. I have a couple of thoughts about him and his quote-unquote retirement. But I think for Brock Purdy, yeah, look, the, the two timelines are, are pretty simple at this point. So a UCL repair would be something that would allow him to come back in six months, like the initial report mentioned after he tore it. But if he ends up needing Tommy John surgery, a.k.a. reconstruction of his elbow, then that would take nine to 12 months, and you'd probably trend towards the latter part of that yeah. initial timeline. So, you know, Brock Purdy is at a point where I think he's, you know, he's obviously taken second opinions. That's the report. He's trying to figure out if he doesn't need Tommy John surgery or, you know, what surgery is going to be best for him the next season, his career, all of the above. Um, but Mark, I, I got to ask, what was the first thing that went through your mind when you heard the news yesterday? Cause it, it broke here on, um, during the middle of, of the show that, that I produced on 95.7 The Game, obviously you produced the show right after mine. So you had a little bit of time to, to kind of digest it and dig into it with your guys. Uh, but what was the first thing that you thought of when you heard the news? Uh, just, well, of course, this this had to happen uh, because the Niners simply just can't have, uh, have luck at the quarterback position. Uh, not only the, not having luck, but, but having bad luck um, for the 49ers. And... Uh, that was my first thought, like, here we go. The Niners quarterback position just dealt another blow because of an injury. And then once you get past kind of the initial shock of the injury, you start going down the hole of, uh, you know, rabbit hole of, well, what does this mean? And uh, I, my first, one of my first thoughts, honestly, Evan, was, well, we might get not necessarily Kyle Shanahan or the Niners coming out and honestly telling us what they think about Trey Lance. But I think based on the actions for the 49ers, we might know how they feel about Trey Lance. Because again, as I said a few minutes ago, Trey Lance uh, is expected to be out of his boot shortly within a week and should be full go for the Niners entire offseason program. If the Niners are confident in Trey Lance still, um, then they'll probably be content sitting tight and not making any quarterback move. But if they are not sure of Trey Lance's ability, um, 
then they'll probably go out and make a move. And, and again, if they do make that move, then it, it might be uh, a look into their opinion on Trey Lance. So maybe not the, the most common thought for most people when they heard about Brock Purdy's injury, but I, I do think uh, it, it gives you a look inside the 49ers mind when it comes to their quarterback room as presently constructed. And now without Tom Brady out there, I think that's, that's uh, even more evident potentially. So First thought was uh, terrible luck for the 49ers of the quarterback position continues. And then once you get past that, you kind of think, well, how are they going to tackle this? And based on how they tackle it, you might know how they feel about Trey Lance. Yeah, I am with you because obviously at this point, you don't have a ton of options. So you have two quarterbacks on your roster right now. And one of them's got a blown up elbow and the other is currently in a walking boot or will be out of a walking boot soon. And is going to be ready for OTAs. So right now, it's kind of set up to be Trey Lance's, in my opinion, either job to lose or job for the organization to determine that they don't want it to be his job. Like he is by process of elimination, having moved to the top of the quarterback charts in San Francisco, a place that I think a lot of people would expect him to be. But I'm kind of with you, Mark, in the, in the sense that when I got the news, I just was like, wow, this is, another year of of quarterback carousel for the 49ers. And it is also the reason why you go out and, and you try and bring back uh, Jimmy Garoppolo last year, because there always seems not this specific injury, but there always seems to be something surrounding a quarterback in San Francisco when Kyle Shanahan is the head coach. And I, there's no correlation. It just happened. It's it, to me, it's more happenstance certainly than by design, but it just, it just sucks. I mean, th- th- there's no way to go around it. Like the quarterbacks have not been able to stay healthy. They lost by the end of the year for this season. You lose Trey Lance, you lose Jimmy Garoppolo, then you use Brock Purdy and even Josh Johnson. And it's unfortunate, but it, it does to me kind of give the 49ers a chance to, to reset the quarterback room in a way. And the reason I believe this is because we were kind of headed towards this this fork in the road with Brock Purdy being healthy. Now, you would obviously love to have that. And as a fan, you want whoever the best quarterback is out on the field. And Brock Purdy, having won the amount of games that he did, played the way that he did, showed himself to be the guy moving forward. But you're also at a point where you have to choose between the guy you gave up all the capital for or the guy who you gave up zero capital for and, in fact, probably got lucky that he was on, even on your roster. And the guy who is lucky that you're on your roster is the guy who you want. So to me, it does present a situation where San Francisco can step back and look at this thing now and say, all right, what direction do we want to go? Not direction you know, is the hot hand going to dictate. So in a sense, yes, it does suck for Brock Purdy. It does suck that the Niners do not have a, a clear cut quarterback for next year. But to me, it does present a clean slate for the 49ers to perhaps bring in outside help, to perhaps trust you know the 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 train for Trey Lance, um, to perhaps Brock Purdy and and whatever surgery he decides to get, offer an opportunity for him to you know go into next year either sit the full year out if he has to get Tommy John or have a chance to compete for his job when he comes back in six months. It does present to me a clean slate for the quarterback position, even though the injury is not ideal. 
I'm kind of stuck between two worlds, Evan, because there is a very possible reality. And I know you already touched on this a little bit, but there's a very real possibility where Brock Purdy needs surgery, but it's not the full reconstruction, a.k.a. Tommy John. It's just the ligament repair, the UCL repair. And that's generally for UCLs that don't have a lot of degeneration in the entire ligament. Generally, why pitchers in baseball need the full Tommy John surgery is because they put so much stress on that ligament with every pitch that they throw that when the UCL tears, the rest of the ligament around the the tear is not quality enough anymore to warrant a repair. So instead, they take a graft from, from somewhere else and they put essentially an entire new ligament in there. That's probably not the case for Brock Purdy because the, the throwing motion for quarterbacks is not nearly as violent and doesn't put nearly as much stress on elbows for those quarterbacks, which should mean, generally speaking, that his UCL is relatively healthy enough, aside from the tear, that it can just be repaired. And as you said, if that's the case, it's a three-month until he can start throwing again And then after six months, generally speaking, he should be 100% cleared, ready to practice, and ready to play. So if that happens, he'll miss OTAs, but he should be back right around the start of training camp, Evan. So it would be an unfortunate offseason for Brock Purdy because he wouldn't be able to get all the work in that you would hope a second-year quarterback would. But still, there's a very real possibility where he's totally fine by training camp and the Niners go into week one with him as their starting quarterback. But there's also this other part of me, Evan, where Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and and the Niners front office, they understand how good their team is right now. And they do not want to take any unnecessary risk to hurt their chances at potentially winning a Super Bowl because they know how good they are right now. They know how stacked their roster is right now, and they know how short some of these championship windows are. Think back to 2020 when the Niners turned down a chance to have Tom Brady be their quarterback. You can understand why in the moment because Jimmy Garoppolo was coming off of a relatively good season, and Tom Brady looked like he was towards the end of his career. The end in New England was not very pretty. Of course, now you look back on it, hindsight is twenty twenty. It was 100% the wrong decision. My point is, I don't think the Niners feel like they're in a position to not go for it at the quarterback position because they know they need to win a Super Bowl within the next couple of years, given how their roster is presently constructed. There's already some rumors going on in the offseason about Trent Williams. Will he retire? Will he not? I expect him to come back, but the point is there's so many things outside of your control as a head coach and a general manager. There's so many things that can change quickly. You need to capitalize when you have a championship caliber roster and the Niners have that right now. So while there's part of me that says just stay the course, Brock Purdy will likely be okay for week one. There's also a big part of me, Evan, who says you got to take a swing because you need to go all in on a quarterback. Otherwise, you might miss your chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but I I also see the 49ers saying, hey, look, you know, Mark, in our reaction episode of the NFC title game, you you felt like with Brock Purdy in that game at 100% that the Niners would have won that football game, right? I I think so. I think there's a very, yeah, I I, I think it would have been, it would have come down to the end. 
Yeah. Okay, so the 49ers then were a quarterback away. Like, essentially, they're a quarterback away from making the Super Bowl. That quarterback isn't or wasn't outside of the organization. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I I understand what you're what you're saying, and I do think there should be a sense of urgency for this organization having gotten so close and having been basically, you know, a quarterback elbow injury away by by our logic, by making to for making the Super Bowl. So while I understand, yes, you want to capitalize on this roster and you want to go all in. If you do feel like Brock Purdy will be healthy by the beginning of the season, or Trey Lance has shown enough strides taken this offseason for you to feel comfortable starting him as the quarterback. And again, I do feel like he's kind of in an unfair position. I, I didn't necessarily like what I saw from Trey Lance in preseason and you know practices, but at the end of the day, he still only got one and a quarter regular season games this past year to prove himself, and one of which was in a tornado. So if the 49ers say, hey, actually, we do want to give Trey a shot, I, I'm going to understand that, Mark. Like, I, I do hear what you're saying, and I do think there needs to be, uh, again, aggression from this group, you know, an aggression to go out and maybe add someone like they did last year, like Traverius Ward, who was an, an amazing pickup for them. You know, free agents. I know they don't have a ton of cap space to play with, and we'll dig into that all offseason. Right now, I believe it's around $16 million. But I, when it comes to the quarterback position, I can also see this this group up front saying, look, I, I think Brock is going to be okay, and, and I know it's a risk that we're taking, but should he only need a repair and not a reconstruction? Maybe we don't have to do anything at the quarterback spot. Yeah, maybe. And then there's the, the conversation, well... If you're going to go out and try to get a quarterback, and, and by the way, uh, you know, without Tom Brady on the market, who is out there that you'd want that might put you over the top? I mean, is Aaron Rodgers a name that is enticing to the 49ers? I don't know. I personally would have preferred Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers if it's just me making a decision. And that's coming from me who spent a lot of the year talking about Tom Brady, who I think is has finally, you know, started declining or is is you know declined at this point and, and now he's retired so it's all moot it doesn't matter but without Tom Brady out there Evan it's not like there are a ton of other options now they do have a young relatively promising quarterback that they can offer in a trade so it's not just free agent quarterbacks that the Niners could potentially get but they could offer Trey Lance if they really want to and get someone else back so that's certainly out there but I will say, without Tom Brady on the market, Evan, I think the Niners' willingness and ability to perhaps improve their quarterback position from outside of the organization is seriously declined. Uh, and you're right. If if Brock Purdy only misses six months, and in six months from now he is ready to go, I think the Niners will probably be okay with that. And the other thing to consider is, Okay, if you are going to try and and get a quarterback, one, they're going to be making more money than Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. So what positions are you not improving at because you're going to get a quarterback? The Niners uh, likely are going to look new on the offensive line. Right tackle Mike McGlinchey is a free agent. They could really use a new center. Jake Brendel was was fine over this year, but he wasn't a star or anything. Uh, they could probably use some help on the defensive line. They could use another corner as well. There are a lot of other opportunities for the Niners to improve their roster. And if they do decide they need another quarterback, 
that's going to seriously hinder their ability to do things elsewhere. So that's also something to consider when you do discuss if this team is a quarterback away. Well, if you do get a quarterback, you might be uh, following elsewhere around the team on the roster. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Mark Grandy is on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. I'm on social at egiddings10. Follow us at 415ers. Download, rate, subscribe. Five stars are appreciated. Okay, well, and and when I meant a quarterback away, I meant a competent quarterback. Like, again, Brock Purdy is... He was fantastic, but no one is throwing him all of a sudden into the MVP race or saying that he's better than uh, Patrick Mahomes, like people were saying about Joe Burrow, which I couldn't believe. <laughs> so, all right. And, and I also think, too, <laughs> maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, Uh-oh. but with Tom Brady, I saw the video, Mark. I listened to him get choked up. Oh, I saw maybe even a, a tear shed on my and what looked like Miami Beach. Uh, I, I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to be waiting and seeing on that. And the reason being is because he did it last year. Like I know that he also referenced his emotional essay and letter that he sent last season. And then six weeks later returned to sender and then said, I'm playing football again this year. But I also think that if there is an opportunity for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl in San Francisco, the competitor in him might be willing to give it one more go. And that, again, is all predicated on Brock Purdy not being available, in my opinion, for the entirety of the season. So there's a fine kind of window, a threat, a needle that needs to be threaded there. But I- I'm sorry, Mark. Like, I-, I can't take the man at his word when it comes to retiring from football. Uh, I disagree with you. He's I think he's done. Uh, okay. I mean, I th- he, he could be. I, I'm just simply going to wait until the beginning of next season to officially say that he's done. Okay, fair enough. I, I think if if Tom, or pardon me, if Brock Purdy was Tommy John surgery away from Tom Brady becoming the next Niners quarterback, he would have waited. Because regardless of what the decision is for Brock Purdy, regardless of what the outcome is, it will come relatively soon. Um if he's going to need surgery, obviously the earlier you do it, the better, because then the earlier you begin your rehab and the earlier you can return to play. Uh, so I would expect the Brock Purdy decision, whether it is good news or bad news to come relatively soon. And if Tom Brady in the back of his mind was saying, well, let me keep an eye on what's going on in Santa Clara. I think maybe he would have waited for this announcement until he had that decision. And I, I do think Tom Brady, Evan is, is a little too smart to keep playing this game, the retire, unretire game that Brett Favre played a handful of times. I I do think Tom Brady uh, is too smart for that. And plus, he already has his next incredibly high uh, high paying job lined up. Uh, he'll probably kick Greg Olson out of the number one analyst chair for Fox, and and he'll be on Fox broadcast next season, which will pay him an insane amount of money. So I think he's perfectly fine. In terms of his his finances moving forward, he doesn't need football for that. Um, but I disagree. I think he's done. I mean, he even said, I think trying to dispel some of these rumors, he even said on his his uh, post that he, he he tweeted out was, "I'm retired for good." Um, I think he's done. But you know, I guess at this point, nothing would surprise me, considering we've 
We have uh, lived through the most insane year at the Niners quarterback position, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised by anything, including a second Tom Brady unretirement. But at this point, I think he's done. Yeah, it could be. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see on everything that Tom Brady says, honestly, at this <laughs> point. Um, I also look, he is also, I think if he did somehow play this season, he would also still have seven years left on that broadcasting deal uh, that you're talking <laughs> about since he signed a 10 year deal that kicks in literally whenever he decides, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it, at face value, it's the greatest quarterback retiring from the history of football. And that is undoubted. Mark, there are some players at certain positions that are undisputably the greatest to ever do it. Like when you talk about running backs, Jim Brown, in my opinion, like I don't know if there's another conversation you can have for the greatest running back ever. Uh, wide receiver, Jerry Rice at San Francisco. I don't know if you can make a case for anybody else being the greatest wide receiver. Um, you know, the quarterback is is Tom Brady, and, and the margin isn't particularly close at this point. I think the only player that has a chance to catch him would be Patrick Mahomes, and he has a chance to do that in a couple of Sundays. But, you know, looking around at sports, like there aren't too many of those. Um, you know, in, in tennis, could be Novak Djokovic. Um, you know, on the women's side, maybe Serena Williams, like, you know, golf, if you want to say Tiger Woods. Uh, like, Tom Brady is the greatest to ever do it at his position. I don't know if I'll say the greatest athlete ever, but it, it's it's certainly the end of an era and one also that puts a end or a close on the the old guard of quarterbacks. When we think about the Mannings, when we think about the Roethlisberger's, the Breezes, um, Brady had been in the middle of all of that. And after 23 years, it's pretty wild to think that he won't be playing football next season. Again, I'm TBD on it. But if he does not play football next season or the rest, I, I don't know, for the rest of his life, um, <laughs> Mark, it's it, it's kind of weird to think about football not having Tom Brady in it. Oh, yeah. It's the end of an era. I mean, I, I'm young enough to not really know the NFL without Tom Brady. Uh, I mean, by the time he was starting for the Patriots, uh, I mean, I was still a young kid and, and don't really remember watching football before that. So my entire life has been Tom Brady in the NFL. And for the vast majority of my life, it's been him dominating the NFL. So this is 100 percent the end of an era. Football will not be the same. It'll be strange, you know, next September when this thing starts up again and not seeing Tom Brady out on the field, unless, of course, uh, you and your conspiracy theories are, are right, and and he does return. But uh, yeah, it's it's the end of an era. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. I know that uh, Niner fans say that kind of begrudgingly because the other up there is Joe Montana. Uh, but I think most Niner fans, Evan, have finally ceded that spot to Tom Brady. Um, and Niner fans are proud and, and they love Joe Montana. So it, it, it takes a lot for, for a Niner fan to, to say that. And just about every Niner fan is willing to say that now. So 
Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. It's a very easy statement to make at this point. And what's the uh, case against him? Like, I, I, I am curious. I feel like you have more of a pulse on why Niner fans might believe that Joe Montana would be better than. Oh, I don't, I don't know if there's like actual statistical evidence that they, they go down. It's just. Oh, he's Joe Montana. You know, he won five Super Bowl or four Super Bowls. He, yeah, like he he didn't lose in the Super Bowl. Is that is that the only? I think that's probably a big one. Five for five in the Super Bowl, or four for four in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. But I don't know. I think it's just you know Niner fans are proud and and incredibly attached to that era of Niners football. And why wouldn't you be? Uh, it's just hard for them to to admit it, whether or not it's it's obvious or not. It's hard to admit it and. Given that most Niner fans do, I think it says a lot about Tom Brady and, and what he accomplished. So an incredible career. If this is indeed the end, which I think it is, congratulations, Tom, on a Hall of Fame career. And uh, football will not be the same without you, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I'm always curious when a great retires from the game, you know, we, we start to look back at like, when did he become the greatest? I, I feel like if there is a game to point to it, probably is the 28-3 comeback in the 2017 Super Bowl. Like, that that might be yeah. the game where you, you start to say, I mean, I, I forget which Super Bowl that was. I think it was, was that a sixth? Um, I mean, that that's kind of the, the inflection point for me where I think it just became un, unreasonable to try and argue against him. But yeah, that's just me. Um, All right, so as it affects the 49ers, Mark, that is... As of right now, one option off of the table when it comes to the offseason, the quarterbacks that the 49ers could pursue should they choose to do so. So the next question becomes, well, one, do they need a quarterback? And I, I don't know about you, Mark, but when it, when it comes to Brock Purdy's elbow, there's just something, it's not fishy, and, and maybe I'm just a glass-half-empty kind of cat, but... I, I, to me, when I hear searching for second opinions, I hear a guy that got news that he didn't like or didn't want and is going to try and do everything he can or talk to different surgeons, doctors to find the option that best suits him in the moment. Now, that's not to say that the original diagnosis is, hey, go get Tommy John. And he's saying, well, I'm going to go look for some, someone to repair. But. I think that even if there's a situation where only 5% of doctors, of professionals diagnose the elbow as as needing reconstructive surgery, but 95% of the rest say you should just get it repaired. That's all you need. You'll be back in six months. Boom. I have a hard time with that 5%. Because that 5% could be something that potentially not could just derail your season this next year, but could derail your career. And and again, maybe I'm erring on the side of caution, but I think even if there's a sliver of a chance of the elbow being in peril down the line because you chose not to get a full year surgery, I, I, I personally think that you'd be doing yourself as an athlete trying to make a career out of yourself a disservice by not choosing to get it. I understand what you're saying, uh, and I won't dismiss it as impossible. I think it certainly is. I, I don't, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't know all the specifics of, of that elbow uh, and, and, you know, whether or not if, if you get a total reconstruction or avoid the reconstruction, if that could have effects in the future. 
However, I will say I would not get too worried about someone seeking second opinions. This is normal. This is what athletes do. Um, any surgery, whether or not it's Tommy John, which is the full reconstruction, or just repair, which is the six-month timeline, all surgery is bad news. You want to avoid surgery at any cost, regardless of what the surgery is. So I think, one, I understand what you're saying, but but two, getting second opinions, not a big deal, nothing to really be too worried about. It's, uh, you know, what's the final decision? That's always what matters. And then on top of that, um, it is the fact that you want to avoid surgery at any cost. I think there's a very real possibility that the Niners, who have recommended, the Niners doctors have recommended he gets the UCL repair surgery, which is the six-month timeline. He'll be able to throw in about three months, be ready to play in six months. There's a very real possibility that Brock Purdy and his camp want to avoid that at all costs. They want to hold out hope. Is there a possibility that we do not need surgery? We're going to get as many opinions as we possibly can on this elbow before committing to a six-month rehab process. I think that's more what this is about. I understand what you're saying, and I – Again, I'm not going to dismiss it because I'm sure something like that is possible and that that is probably conversations that they're having. But again, you said 5% as an estimate. I would suggest or I would guess myself uh, that the latter, what I'm talking about, is probably way more likely. But there is probably that fear in the back of their mind as well. What might set him up for long-term success? That is certainly a part of this as well, as opposed to just getting back as soon as they possibly can. Uh, but I'm sure they just want to avoid surgery, any kind of surgery, regardless of the timeline to recover at all costs. 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network on 95.7 The Game. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Brock Purdy coming out after the game and talking about the sensation or lack thereof in his elbow down to his arm. Um, does make actually what he did in the postseason, Mark, pretty remarkable. I, I know he only threw one pass, and it was a little dump off to Christian McCaffrey, but that is something that, depending on how the rest of his career plays out, that could be something we look back on and say, damn, this dude's an Iron Man. Um, just because now that we have the entire picture, or, well, not the entire picture yet, but the, the news of the torn UCL, we can evaluate that situation and say, how did he even go back on the field? And to people questioning his toughness or, you know, his his want to, to be out there with his team, uh, I, I would hope that those would be retracted or apologized for. I didn't necessarily see those in the moment, Mark. I, I wasn't necessarily scouring social media looking for people saying Brock Purdy's not tough enough or he's this or he's that. I just think it was a situation where the broadcast kept showing him throwing on the sideline and he wasn't then out on the field, but he eventually came back out to the field. So people had a reason to, I don't know, believe whatever they wanted to believe. But I think looking back on him and seeing him without a ligament, essentially being able to even throw a a forward pass, uh, I, I can say that having dealt with even just a shoulder injury, I, I, I've pitched with a torn labrum. It hurts like hell. I cannot imagine throwing a football, a baseball, a tennis ball, a rock without a UCL in my arm. And so I do want to give credit to Brock Purdy for being able to stick through that clearly in in a situation where he was in a lot of pain. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the idea that Brock Purdy was able to throw and was totally fine and was may not totally fine, but was good enough to play football and gave the Niners a realistic chance to win an NFC championship game. And he was instead standing on the sideline is just utterly ridiculous. Are you kidding me? This is the NFC championship game. Uh, Stakes hardly get bigger than this. If Brock Purdy could be out there and could throw the ball around, he would be out there. There is absolutely no doubt. The fact that anyone even questioned that for a millisecond is completely asinine. It is a joke. And when I saw those comments on social media, I saw a bunch of Niner fans talking about it. Calm down. Okay. Brock Purdy. Sure. You don't know a bunch uh, too much about him. You don't know as he fought through injuries in the past. It's the NFC freaking championship game. If he could be out there and help the Niners win a football game, he would be out there. Like, put that conversation to bed. It is incredibly stupid and wild that that was even a conversation that people were having. And guess what? He still went back out there when his team had no other options. And you saw what he couldn't do, which was throw the ball more than just a a little dump off to Christian McCaffrey. So I'm with you. Applaud Brock Purdy and his toughness, his his love for his teammates to even go out there and, and deal with that pain. Even just to turn and hand the ball off, that's not easy either. So credit Brock Purdy and everything that he went through to be there for his teammates and to help his team through an incredibly unfortunate game. But the fact that his toughness was being questioned in the first place is ridiculous. Uh, Brock Purdy deserves all the credit in the world for uh, what he went through on Sunday and and how we fought through it and everything he said since then. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, he, he gets all my credit, certainly. Unfortunate situation, but he has handled it well. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume it was the 1%. I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the 99, just saying it was 1% of people, yeah. 1% of fans, uh, perhaps more than 1% of Philadelphia Eagles fans. <laughs> but uh, w- when it comes to Brock Purdy and his timeline, like obviously we won't officially know. I-, I hope it's soon because if he does in fact need surgery, you would obviously hope that he would get the surgery as yeah. quickly as possible. And I think he will do that. I don't think it's it's, it's a situation like last offseason where people were. I, I saw bringing up Jimmy Garoppolo as, you know, a, all right, he didn't get the surgery as quickly as he could. And that kind of hindered the 49ers quarterback options in the offseason. It ended up actually helping them because he was able to return. But I don't think that's the case here. He'll get the surgery as soon as he needs to, whenever that is determined of which surgery he will get, Mark. But even if. We, we look at the pest or the, the optimistic side, pardon me, and he's back in six months. Do you think it's a situation where it's automatically his job? Like, and I think that's kind of the question that a lot of people are, are going to be wrestling with in San Francisco is, all right, Trey Lance is going to have a chance in OTAs to prove with Brock Purdy kind of working his way back from the initial three-month hiatus and then his throwing program. He'll have a chance to prove whatever improvements he has made between last year and this next year. Um, I don't know if that'll be good enough to necessarily usurp whatever the the quarterback hierarchy is right now, but if Brock Purdy is back after six months, does he, does he just slot in as your QB one? I think the most likely scenario is, you know, given the six month timeline, he's back for training camp. I think the most likely scenario is he is, the expected starter. 
He's he's given the the first string reps early in camp. I think that's most likely what happens. However, while Brock Purdy is recovering, Trey Lance will be working at OTAs. He'll be able to go through the Niners' entire offseason program. So there's a chance, Evan, that Trey Lance can have an incredible offseason. He can really wow everyone at OTAs and maybe change this conversation around. But as it stands now, uh, let's say the Niners' opinion of Trey Lance or his performance stays relatively neutral compared to what it was you know, in the past. He looks like the same guy, for better or worse. I think when Brock Purdy you know, recovers and is ready to go and when training camp starts, he will be the expected starter. But it's not going to be a, yeah, he's going to be our starter week one. It's we're going to compete and battle this out throughout training camp. But, you know, as of right now, at the start of camp, we do expect or we do think that Brock Purdy is going to be that starter. I think that's probably how it does play out. But again, if Purdy does need this surgery and he's unable to do much throughout the offseason, there is an opportunity for Trey Lance perhaps to, to get a head start. Um, something I'll ask you, and I know I, I asked this to you on Tuesday before the Tom Brady news. I think this Brady news kind of uh, makes it a little bit of an easier answer. Let me ask you this. Who for the 49ers will start week one, 2023? I'll give you four options. Brock Purdy, option one. Trey Lance, option two. Jimmy Garoppolo, option three. Or anybody else, option four. I think the anybody else option was more likely when Brady was still potentially out there. But now that he's retired, I think that option D, option four, is uh, seriously depressed a little bit. But I, I don't know which way I'd go. I think I'd probably say Brock Purdy, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that I expect him to only be out six months. Yeah, and I I feel like this thing is going to be trending towards more Brock Purdy being uncertain as far as his arm throughout this summer. From that, I think it would have to be Trey Lance. I, I mm. think that Tom Brady would have been the perfect fit for this San Francisco team. And again... I still don't think that's necessarily 100% <laughs> off the table, Mark. But putting that aside, to me, Trey Lance, not only to me in this scenario, would be the QB1, but he should be, right? Like, he should be yeah. your starting quarterback if Brock Purdy is uncertain heading into next year. That's why you drafted this kid. That's why you gave up what you did to go get him. And... If you do not believe that Trey Lance is good enough to beat out whoever is your, is the guy you're bringing in, maybe it's a veteran, maybe it's you know, a, a Case Keenum, or you know, it's not going to be Lamar Jackson for for those that are wondering, or you know, another big name free agent quarterback. It's not going to be that. It's in all likelihood going to be someone who can come in and be a safety net in the way that they thought Brock Purdy was going to be needed this year, or Josh Johnson. Like that's more likely to me to be the guy who comes from the outside in, which means that Trey Lance should be your starter. And if he's not, like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Mark, what does that say about San Francisco's belief in this kid? I, I just feel like I haven't seen enough to make that decision for myself. And maybe they have, but if they have, I don't think that they've given him a fair shake because whether it be due to injury or not, 
We just have not seen enough from Trey Lance, who is still on his rookie contract and is still believed to be a quarterback that can help you in the future, that can help a team in the future. I believe he has the physical tools to do it. To me, it's about connecting what's going on upstairs with what's going on with his body because we saw too much inconsistency from him last year in the small sample size that we did. If those things can be corrected, I don't see a reason why Trey Lance shouldn't be the number one person in this scenario of those four options you listed. That's interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I do think one area of this that maybe is under discussed, and we only have a, a handful of minutes left, and we'll talk about this a lot more throughout the offseason. I have been not necessarily anti-Jimmy Garoppolo, but I've been on the side of it's time to move on for a couple of years now. Um, and, you know, throughout the Niners playoff run, you know, doing some hits and interviews on a few different programs, people have asked me about the future of the Niners quarterback position. I know I've said it on here as well. I've said, and I quote my own, my, myself, I guarantee you Jimmy Garoppolo is not a 49er in 2023. I think with the combination of Tom Brady's retirement and Brock Purdy's injury, the chances of Jimmy Garoppolo being a Niner have, have gone up. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen and it's the most likely outcome, Evan, but if there was a starting quarterback for the 49ers, week one, 2023, that is not Trey Lance, that is not Brock Purdy, I think the most likely other person is Jimmy Garoppolo. Because, uh, as everything we've talked about last year, he knows the system, the Niners, while not thrilled with him, you know, are content enough with him. And what is the rest of the quarterback market like? If Brock Purdy is unable to play by week one, and if the Niners are still relatively unimpressed by Trey Lance, they could try to bring back Brock or Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but considering what has happened over the last handful of days, I think that possibility has gone up. Yeah, absolutely. I just feel like the market is going to, and there's another quarterback that's reportedly off the market now with Tom Brady having retired. Yeah. I think that the market will make it so Jimmy Garoppolo is not in San Francisco. Probably. Because right now, I'm assuming for Lamar Jackson is going to get franchise tagged in Baltimore. Derek Carr is the other big name as far as quarterbacks that could <laughs> demand, wildly enough, a multi-year deal. And I think someone's going to pay Derek Carr, which is going to set the price floor for what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to ask for. And I also think that there's some team out there that's going to want to pay Jimmy Garoppolo more than what San Francisco is going to be able to offer him. I think that if Jimmy Garoppolo wants to be with the Niners next year, he can be. But I just think that with the uncertainty surrounding his status as he might be the third quarterback next year if he returned and Brock Purdy is healthy, Trey Lance is healthy, he could be sitting as QB3 next year. So I don't think he's willing to take that risk as far as his career, and that's the reason why I wouldn't necessarily put him in that chat. Um I know we didn't get a chance to get to the D'Amico Ryan's news too much today, Mark. I do want to dig into that perhaps um, and the effects of that on our next episode. Uh, but do have to, of course, relay the news that D'Amico Ryan's is the new head coach of the Houston Texans six year deal, and he will no longer be with San Francisco. It will receive compensatory picks as a result of his hiring in Houston. Uh, but congratulations to D'Amico Ryan's. I, I know some people were wary about the Texans spot, but he seemed to supplement that with a nice six-year cushion. And uh, D'Amico Ryan's is off and headed down south.
Yeah, congratulations to D'Amico. He certainly deserves it. I do want to talk about this in the future because, you know, like last year with Mike McDaniel, there'll probably be a couple of coaches on the Niners staff that follow D'Amico to Houston. It'll likely be more than just a defensive coordinator the Niners have to fill on their staff. And then the Niners have a handful of defensive free agents as well. Would any of them be willing to head to a, a less competitive team to join their defensive coordinator who they love? I don't know. It's, it's certainly something to keep an eye on. So we got to get into that in the, in the future. But certainly congratulations to D'Amico Ryans. He deserves a head coaching gig. We all saw this coming from a mile away, whether it was Houston or anywhere else. It seemed like Denver really wanted him. And then once D'Amico told them, no, I'm going to Houston, Denver went and got Sean Payton from the uh, Saints. Uh, so congratulations, D'Amico. He deserves this opportunity. I just hope Houston gives him a fair shake because we know their history. Uh, they tend to let go of their head coaches pretty early. So we'll see what happens with D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, I hope they give him a handful of years to to prove himself and to get things sorted out. But I guess time will tell. Time will tell. And we'll be back with our next episode coming to you on Friday morning. Uh, Going to keep the three-episode schedule for now. We'll let you know if that changes in the future. But you have been listening to the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Mark, my man, thank you very much. Look forward to doing it next time. Yes, sir, Evan. Looking forward to it already. All right. Enjoy your Wednesday. Get well soon, Brock Purdy. Yes. Tom Brady. I'm still waiting. And for the rest of you out there, we appreciate you listening once again. We'll talk to you next time.